I'm Danielle. And I'm Christy. And you are listening to Snacks with Stein. Let's do it. Welcome to Snacks with Stein. I think this is episode 52. It I is. could be wrong. <laughs> You're not. Okay, good. I'm not wrong. And yeah, we're back. It's been a while since we recorded a Goosebumps episode. Once again, I apologize. Things, you know, life, right? Life is cool. Life is grand. And yeah, how are you, Christy? I know not so great right now. Because once again, life. <laughs> no, I'm just tired. I'm just tired. No, I, have, I have a sick kid. Anybody with kids knows, like, when your kids are, like, sick, sick, you... There is one parent who does not sleep. Another parent does. <laughs> and it works because I don't have a 9 to 5, and I can... I've got, like, a more flexible schedule during the day. I usually take on the role as the parent who does not sleep. It's always been like that. So, yeah, that's all. I'm just tired. I have a sick kid. Um, I'm, I'm pepping it up for everybody. Like, I'm going to be smacking myself in the face. You, I'll edit it out. It's fine. You're going to get the version of me of, like, on a road trip, and I'm driving through the night, and, like, 3 a.m. has hit, and I am trying desperately not to kill me and everyone in the car. So I've got like the air blowing <laughs> my face and like the podcast up real loud. So you, I might be a little crazy is what I'm trying to say. I am I at the like crazy it. place of time. Well, you know what? That's perfect because okay. there's, some tired parent, there's some tired parents in this story. So you can <laughs> relate to the tired parents. <laughs> <laughs> so tonight... Before we get into snacks, I guess I should tell you what we're doing. So tonight we're finally, finally going to be covering One Day at Horrorland. Air horns. <laughs> Please forgive me if I sound like a crazy because I cannot enunciate the word horror, apparently. So when I was trying to record my script because I started a new process and I'm doing my scripts and will not share because it's boring but it requires dictation and so it basically thought I was saying whore island the entire <laughs> time and so my script is like we went to whore island and I'm like oh god <laughs> it's the porn parody that we deserve it is so if at any point it sounds like I'm saying whore, I am not. <laughs> I am saying horror because that word is used like I don't even know how many times in this <laughs> book. So I apologize in advance if it ever sounds like I'm saying whore. I am not. Please forgive me. Okay. In college, what? we just called that Cancun. Cancun. Yes. Whore <laughs> Island. Basically. I think it still is whore Island. Or it's maybe just it's less lost. It's documented with like late night TV show. Okay, never mind. Yeah. <laughs> if you know, you know. <laughs> um, 
the thing with Horrorland is that this came out real quick. I'll do a quick intro. This came out in do, 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 94. Nice. And I forgot what Goosebumps number it is, but it's, I think it was one, two, three, four. I want to say it was five. It came right after The Haunted Mask. So it was like, bam, bam, you know, two big ones. And this one actually spawned a whole aside series. It was just the Goosebumps Horror Land series, which started in 2008. So it took a long time for this spinoff to come out. But in 2008, he started the Horror Land series. And that started with Revenge of the Living Dummy and went all the way through book 19, which was the horror at Chiller House. And that was in 2011. And I believe there have been no... I think there's no other book since then except for the other spinoff called Hall of Horrors, which ended in 2012. So this series has gone, this entity of Horrorland has gone on for a long time. There are some really good books in the spinoff series, and then there are some that are really just regurgitated. Like um, there's some that are basically, like Say Cheese and Die Screaming is almost a it's a, almost a word-for-word word copy of Say Cheese and Die. We're just changing the setting from, like, a house to a theme park, you know? So there's a few, yeah, so there's a few that are very, um, like, oh, you didn't even think here. You just kind of, like, there it is. But it's fun because it's what's fun about Horrorland is that it brings in familiar characters. So you start off with Slappy, of course. Monster Blood comes back in book three. So you have Monster Blood for breakfast. You have the Haunted Mask return in this series. The Mummy comes back. You have Say Cheese and Die Screaming. And there's a, other little returns in there too. So there's that was the most fun about this series. I was older when these came out, but I did read them because I liked the horror land theme. So some are good, some are dumb. I would like to cover a lot of them, so we'll see if we get there. But um, yeah, there that's the Horrorland umbrella. So this started it. This is the this is the beginning of it. And I think there is a TV episode. So there was a Horrorland game, and it was for PS2 and the Wii, <laughs> which was it was stupid, but it was a lot of fun. Um, and then I want to say there was a board game also, which I had. Um, yeah, so there was a board game, and that thing was pretty epic. If you had this thing, you were the cool kid on the block, essentially. Um, it came out in 1996, and it had, like, 3D pieces. It had a Ferris wheel that popped up. It's It was sick. It was super fun, and it was the closest thing you could get to being really at Horrorland. They go for around 50, 60 bucks on eBay. So you can find decent deals on them. A lot of them are not in good condition or they're missing pieces. But um, yeah, if you had that, you were the shit. If you were a Goosebumps fan, for sure. So Horrorland is its own little entity within the Goosebumps universe. So it's a fun one to explore because it does, it, it, is, it is so popular and it's, um, its own little universe, like I said. It's really an unto itself thing. You know, this is a property within Goosebumps that re people really attach themselves to. 
and obviously so because he kept writing books about the property and it makes sense because it's a theme park there's so many things you could do within a theme park you're only scratching the surface in this book because you're just hitting you know what this particular family saw and then you see other things in the book and you're like wait what's that what's that so it's kind of his own version of world building similar to how fear street has fear street right everything takes place on fear street you're always in that universe and Horrorland is sort of that a kind of a similar thing where everything's going to take place in this theme park so it's kind of a nice little in capsule collection of sorts so it's mostly um, just based around the setting we don't see repeat characters we do see repeat characters throughout okay. the series um because you're because the there's people there's <laughs> the horror land horrors are who run the theme park <laughs> so they're they're ever present <laughs> they're ever present of course <laughs> throughout um and there are other characters you know the i don't remember it's been too long these kids don't come back like the, this family is not a re repeat so you're gonna get different families every time throughout the Horrorland series, but um, settings are the same, some of the characters are the same, you know, things like that. So I wanted to get the Halloween one and I didn't have a chance to buy it, but there is a Halloween um, one that's part of the Horrorland series. That's why it's called Weirdo Halloween. It came later and it's like a little alien comes home with you from the theme park. It's, it's a silly one, but it's fun. So yeah, that's a little backstory behind Horrorland. I'm sure most people who are fans already knew, but are you having snacks, ma'am? No, I just had dinner <laughs> and I made yesterday, I made chicken noodle soup and I usually make chicken noodle soup from scratch. Like I use a whole chicken mm -hmm. Uh, and it's like a four wow. hour affair. It's a very highly requested meal in my house, but <laughs> the grocery store is real weird right now. You can't find a lot of things that aren't oh. insane, like a whole chicken. Yeah. Um, but I did find at Sam's like, I don't know, 25 like chicken legs. I was like, it's still chicken. Mm -hmm. That'll work. Yeah. So I have, for the first time ever, I made chicken noodle soup with like 25 drumsticks, which was a pain in the ass <laughs> to get all the meat off of. And it's oh, extremely heavy yeah. because it's a, it's a right. dark. So mm. I made a big bowl of fatty ass chicken noodle <laughs> soup like 15 minutes ago. So if I tried to eat anything right now, I would seriously throw up everywhere. Okay. So I had to buy a new version of Horrorland, like a reprint. So it does not have a tagline, which is really sad. So I, I don't have a tagline for you. But it, like I said, it was published in 94. And my edition, since it is new, newish, came, came with um, like a bunch of stuff in the back of the book. And it's like a video game guide. So if you have the game... It tells you, like, go over here and do these things. And, like, you can find stuff, you know. There's also, like, there's a little gallery in the back that rates. It has splat stats. And it rates the Horrorland horrors, which are really funny. And it's sort of like, what do they do? Are they alive? Are they dead? What hobbies do they have? <laughs> and 
and then it has tips and tricks for the video game. So if you have the video game, you can like find where tokens are, like where to use your flashlight. And then there's also like a whole thing in the back, a dummy's guide to Horrorland. To discover every secret, use this handy guide. And then it tells you like what order to read the books in, that sort of thing. So that was that's kind of fun. So I'm saving that because I want to remember the order that they go in. So my cover is not as good as the original cover. My cover has one of the horrors on the front. It's funny how the art has changed. So I'm like, this is not in my brain what they look like. But he is giving out an adorable bat ice cream bar. And I really want it. And it's so cute. And that he's handing those out. And he has the theme park behind him. The original cover is absolutely sick and everyone should find it because it is so good. I'm, it has, I'm trying to place, I remember reading this one. I remember being so stoked because the cover looked so cool. So good. Mm-hmm. And I remember this being like a very transportive book. Um Yeah. As far as like specifics of the plot, I don't really remember. So I'm kind of excited to hear the story. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So the original cover really quickly had like you're you're looking at the park from far away and you're seeing the Welcome to Horror Land sign like you would if you were on the freeway or something. And it has this big green like scary monster like kind of peeking over it. And it says, Welcome to Horror Land, where nightmares come to life. And the tagline on the original book was Enter If You Dare. It was not a very like, wow, tagline, but that was the tagline. So that is one of my favorite, favorite covers. There's like t-shirts of it. I just saw a guy at Disneyland with a t-shirt on it and I was going to talk to him, but it was like in passing. And I was like, I want that shirt. So there's t-shirts of this. This is one of like the more popular, one of the more well-known popular covers for sure. Mine is kind of lame but I like the bat. The coloring is extremely 90s indicative. Oh, it yeah. It's like green teal and pink. And pink. Mm-hmm. Yes. yes. I don't know what our problem was, but we went apeshit over anything Shit. teal. <laughs> yeah. And the VHS, oh my gosh, the VHS tape was like bright purple, teal, and green. So it was like even better. And All it was parts things. one and two yeah. on the VHS. Yeah. So the VHS was awesome. I have it somewhere in my house. That was like one of the ones I owned. One of the few. I owned Haunted Mass. That one, a couple other ones. It's kind of got more detailed. Like Christy said, it's going to be, it's a very transportive book because there's a lot of detail in it. So I kind of had to go more verbatim than I normally do because you want to get all the details right because you can't just kind of fudge it or you're not going to know what we're talking about so bear with us for the longer the longer descriptions of things than usual so all right i think think our fans probably want that like this is a fan favorite like they're not going to want anything to be cut all right so pretend we're going to set the scene a little bit like Christy is feeling it as a tired parent, so this is a perfect book for her. If you if you were on road, if you ever went on road trips as a child, long or short, you know what it's like to be trapped in a car and you don't know where you're going and you don't know how long it's gonna get there because nobody had a phone, nobody had a phone to amuse themselves. 
You had to bring pens, pencils, paper, books, like tactile belongings with you in the car. When you went on a road trip, it was like backpacks at the ready, okay? It was like, what are you going to put in your backpack? What do you need to shut up and not bother me while I'm driving? That was how it went in the 90s. You just used you to had, sleep. Or you sleep. Mm-hmm. If you're one of the lucky few who, who can sleep, mm-hmm, you'd sleep, right? Those were your choices. It was either amuse yourself or sleep. There was no phone, no iPad. And also, you didn't have a phone or a way of knowing where what direction you were going as a kid. Now, if your parents say, we're going here, you could look up it on your map and find out how long it's going to take. You didn't know, right? Your parents just said, we're in the car, we're going to go somewhere. It could be three hours, we don't know. You had no knowledge because you were relying on paper maps. Paper like maps. Like a pirate. Like a pirate. <laughs> okay, so that's the setting. We are in a car. We are in a car. We are with the Morris family. And the story is being told from the perspective of Lizzie Morris. She is the eldest of her the two siblings. And she considers herself to be the calm one of the family. So she wants to tell this story very calmly, but there really is no way. And so, because their family never planned on going to Horrorland. They never even heard of it. But they were squeezed into their dad's Toyota on their way to spend the day at Zoo Gardens theme park, but dad messed up and left the map at home. Once again, remember printing out maps on MapQuest. Let us RIP MapQuest. This was even before MapQuest though. Oh yeah, this was like way before. So he left the map and the directions at home. So they're like, shit. But, they're, but Mrs. Morris is convinced they're going to find the park really easily because they figure you get on the freeway, you're going to see a lot of signs. It's a theme park, right? There's going to be signs everywhere. But so far, they hadn't seen a single one. Dad was driving. Mom was passenger. Lizzie was in the back between her little brother, Luke, who is 10, and his friend, Clay. And this wasn't the best place to be because her brother cannot sit still for a second, especially in the car. He has too much energy, and he's a goofball. So the longer they drove, the more restless he became. He was trying to wrestle with Clay, but there wasn't much room. And then they tried arm wrestling, which just led them to bumping Lizzie until she lost her shit and told them to, like, stop. So mom suggests they play a quiet game like Alphabet and look out the window for letters, but there aren't any signs because there wasn't anything to look at. They were basically driving past sandy fields with a few trees here and there, but the rest of it was essentially desert. So dad decides he's going to take a turn off and then he took off his hat and scratched his hair and he's like, haven't I already taken this freaking turn off? And he was starting to get really unhappy and figuring that they should have taken the same roundabout for the last however long. And then they start getting into an argument about leaving the map on the kitchen table And so on and so forth. And then Lizzie interrupts their fight because once they start fighting, they never stop. Out of nowhere, Luke cries out, I'm the mad pincher, and lets out a horror movie laugh and begins pinching Clay in the ribs and arms. Lizzie hates this more than anything. And she was so glad that Clay was getting the brunt of this and not her. Because usually the only way to stop this game is to punch him. 
But Clay was laughing because he thinks everything Luke does is a riot. He laughs at all of her brother's jokes and is pretty sure, and she's pretty sure that's why Luke likes Clay so much. Dad was over them and their commotion and was like, chill the hell out. And she, Lizzie chides her dad and says, nobody says chill out anymore. And for some reason, this made him go insane. He started to yell and his face got red. But Lizzie knew <laughs> he wasn't really mad at her. He was mad because he couldn't find zoo gardens. So mom suggests everyone take a deep breath and just be quiet for a little bit. Then Clay finally screamed because he was over the pinching. And a large green sign comes into view. Dad's leaning over the steering wheel to see what it said, and it just says, for rent. So mom suggests they ask someone for directions, and dad's like, do you see anyone I can ask? <laughs> and then she suggests a gas station, and dad was now screaming at this point, a gas station, I don't even see a tree. And dad was right, because out the window was nothing but white sand on both sides of the road. And the sun was so bright, it made it look like snow. So they have to turn around because they're hopelessly lost. Um, did we establish right. how old she is? Let me see. Actually, no, I don't know if they say. Maybe later they do, but I feel like she's 12. So we're going to ask like she's 12. That she's assume 12. Assume that she is 12. <laughs> okay. Okay, girl. Yeah, so looking out the window, do to do. And they're basically, they're hopelessly lost, which dad says. And hearing that made poor Clay look like a balloon deflating in his seat. He's just like, oh God, I'm stuck in this car. And the, and of course, mom's like, don't tell them that. And then dad's like, what should I tell him? We're nowhere near zoo gardens. We're nowhere near civilization. We're in the desert going nowhere. And the dad is basically me. I'd be like, shut up. <laughs> We're going nowhere. <laughs> this brings up a good point, um, though, when we talk about, like, the old fogey stuff about, like, navigation, not having MapQuest. Mm -hmm. Also, if you are young, wrap your head around the idea that if you had no map and no <laughs> idea where you were, you would stop any place you could a gas station, a restaurant, and trust a complete stranger to give you oral directions to your destination while you try to remember what the hell they said. Exactly. It's it's like pirates. It's literally pirates. It's just like yeah. you're out there on your quest. own. Yeah. You are you are on your own. You're on a quest, right? She's, you know, saying she's being the mom, right? She's like, turn around. We'll find someone. Stop being dramatic. Take a freaking break. Being a mom, right? She doesn't want the kids to panic. She's like, chill. Just everybody, everybody's going to be fine. And then Luke, as the little brother, is like, we're all going to die. And the buzzards <laughs> will pick out our eyeballs. <laughs> and then, of course, his poor little friend, his poor little friend is getting pale. And his eyes are blinking a lot. And Lizzie says he looks like a frightened owl because his eyes was like, oh, my God, we're never going to make it out of the car. And so dad kind of slows the car to a stop, turns around in the other direction they had come from. And he's like, great vacation. And the sun is just shining over them through the sunroof. And they're driving probably for about a half an hour, basically in a loop. 
And every few minutes, Clay would ask if they're still lost. And dad's like, yep, pretty lost. And mom's like, it's fine. We're going to be fine. It's totally, you know, grumpy dad reassuring mom scenario. Lizzie was being the, the consummate older sibling. You know, she says she's calm, right? So she's just sitting there with her hands in her lap, staring out the window. And she wasn't really scared or worried, but did wish they could have seen at least a human being or a gas station, just something. And Luke is hungry and keeps asking if it was lunchtime. And dad lets out a sigh that sounds like air is escaping from a tire. And he pulls the car <laughs> to the side of the road. <laughs> I feel this so hard. <laughs> That's why I said this is perfect. This is perfect for you. Because he's just like, you know that sigh when it just comes out from like the depths oh, of your body and you're just yes. like, ah. <laughs> when you're so faced with the reality over. that you are the adult in this scenario and you are super pissed about it. Yes. <laughs> so he's pulled over and he reaches across the, their, to the mo- their mom to the glove compartment and is like shoveling stuff around looking for a map and they start to argue again and Lizzie's like Lizzie's was gonna jump in but then all of a sudden she like kind of lets out a scream. And a hideous monster is staring down at her through the sunroof. And it's kind of lowering its head like it's going to crush the car. <clears throat> so she thought she screamed, but no sound actually came out. And it was that this, this thing was as tall as a building. And it had red eyes and its mouth was twisted in a hungry shape. And then she finally kind of stammers for her dad, who is still bent over stumbling through papers in the glove compartment. And Luke cries out, wow, and his eyes go wide and her heart's pounding so fast she thought her chest might explode. And then her mom's like, what is it? Just totally patiently out of, that has no idea what's going on. And the monster is like lowering its head still over the mouth to go over the car. And Luke is laughing. And then all of a sudden Lizzie realized at the same time that the monster isn't alive. It's a mechanical figure, part of a billboard. So she looks out the window to get a better view and their dad had pulled the car right up to the side of it. But her parents were so busy arguing, they hadn't even noticed the sign on the side of the road. It looked so real. So I guess like the head is sort of how I pictured it is the head is like kind of going up and down and up and down. So it keeps looking like it's going to eat the car. On the sign, it said, Welcome to Horrorland, where nightmares come to life. And there was a dark red arrow in the upper in the corner, and it said with the words "one mile." And of course, Luke is like, "Can we go there?" His mom is like, "I don't think so. Zoo Gardens looks really wonderful. Horrorland doesn't look very nice." And Luke is like, "This place looks freaking great. It looks amazing. We have to go." And Lizzie just wants to get out of the car and it thought she thought it looked kind of cool. So she's like, yeah, let's, I want to go too. We're never going to find Z- Zoo Gardens. And their mom does this thing where she chews her lower lip if she's kind of nervous. Like she keeps doing this throughout these scenes in the car. So she's doing this and she's like, I don't know. Some of these places aren't safe. And all the kids now are like, can we go? Can we go? It'll be fun. It'll be fun. Like being annoying, <laughs> being annoying kids in the back seat. And I think at this point, their dad just doesn't want to drive anymore either. 
And so Yeah, you're burning daylight. You know, right, you're burning daylight. Their dad's fucking sick of it. And the dad is finally like, fine. If we hate it, we can always leave. So he decided, you know, we're gonna go. It's better than sitting here in the middle of nowhere arguing all day. So they all like, yay! They give each other high fives and they're super excited. And they both love scary rides. So Lizzie's like, the park's gonna be awesome. And Clay was kind of nervous because he doesn't, I forgot to mention that Clay doesn't like to be scared. He likes to think he's brave, but he's not, (laughs) he's not very brave. So he's sort of one of those kids who are like, oh yeah, it's gonna be fun. But I don't think he really (laughs) thought it was gonna be fun. They, mom and dad just really couldn't believe that someone would build a big theme park out in the wilderness because it seemed like they were driving through an endless forest. There were tall old trees, nearly pretty much blocking out all of the sun. And their mom even thought maybe the park wasn't even built yet and they were gonna have to clear out these trees first. And all the kids in the back are of course like, that's please be wrong. You know, we really wanna go here, it has to be open. Why, why would they have a sign? And so finally there's a sharp curve in the road and out through the curve, there's a tall gate to the park and right behind it is a tall purple with it's a tall purple fence which seemed to stretch for miles and it looked like the whole theme park stretched for miles so lizzie leans forward in her seat and she could see the tops of rides and colorful buildings and there was eerie chords of like organ music that were invading the car and luke is so ecstatic and clay's sort of like okay i'm on board i'm on board And Lizzie's just super enthusiastic. She can't wait out of the car and see everything. But the parking lot is really empty. They're both their mom and dad are kind of like, that's weird. But Lizzie being the kid and the bright side is like, this just means there's no lines. There's no lines in the place. This is great. There's only a few cars parked at the front. And then there's a row of purple and green buses with the word Horrorland across the side. And they're just all parked in the front. So they drive closer and they get a good look at the front gate and there's the same monster that they had seen on the billboard and he was rising up from behind it and it had another red sign that said the Horrorland Horrors welcome you to Horrorland. (laughs) So yeah, not Horror Island, Horrorland. The Horrorland. (laughs) Heyo. Heyo. And like, I also, as an adult, I'm like, that's the dumbest sign. And their mom's like, I don't get that sign. <laughs> what are the horror? What are the horror land horrors? And Liz is, Lizzie's like, we're going to find out. Because she's just like super amped. And the, mu- the music is that now filling heavily in the parking lot. The organ music, like creepo, like old school horror movie. Music. Oh, see, because in my mind, we were driving up to a gate. So I'm thinking, ba-da-dum, bum, bum, ba-da-dum, bum, bum, ba-da-dee-dum, bum, 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 Nope, this is not, this is not Jurassic Park. This is the horror land. They pull into an empty space out of the front, out in the front. So they want to get out. They're like, get out of the car. And they start trotting toward the gate. She's staring up at the green monster that was from the billboard. And to her, it looked really real. Like something was kind of weird about it. And when she looked back and their mom and dad were trying to catch up to them. And then she heard a deafening explosion, which made the ground shake. And she turned back in horror and the car 
had burst apart into a million pieces. Car exploded. <laughs> yep. I completely forgot this. Liability <laughs> only. <laughs> right. And it took her a while to stop screaming, but she finally swallowed and choked back her cries, and they were all staring in shock at small chunks of twisted metal and burning cinders that were left of the car. All their dad manages to say is how. Like, how did this happen? Lizzie couldn't believe it, and mom was just thankful they were all out of the car and put them in a big bear hug and was like, just so happy they're all okay. Luke and Clay still hadn't made a sound and were just kind of staring at this point. Their dad finally kind of woke up and was like, the car, the car. And then their mom was like, we're safe, we're safe, it's okay. But Lizzie can't get the sound out of her ears of the explosion. And their dad's like, we have to call the police. And so they start going towards the gate. And he's shaking his head, muttering to himself, just like, how did this happen? How did the car blow up? My car, my car. And mom's sort of trying to reassure him, but she's like, what would make it do that? And their dad is just angry now. It's like, how the fuck should I know? I don't know. And he's just like, panic, right? <laughs> It's just, yeah, the mom is, like, helpful but clueless, you know? Because she's like, it's going to be okay. And the dad's like, my car. <laughs> so, of course, Lizzie is, like, you know, still scared or just kind of shaken up. And she's, like, a chill ran down her spine when she's thinking, like, they could have all been inside that car when it exploded. And their mom keeps suggesting, you know, other places they call the police. Maybe there's a rental car place. Just trying to keep everybody calm. Wow. But Mom's got everyone's... that deductible saved. She is not worried at all. <laughs> she is not. She's just like, we're good. <laughs> so they all go kind of running up to the ticket booth now. And there is a green monster in the booth. He has bulging yellow eyes and dark horns. And Lizzie thought it was a really cool costume. And he said, welcome to Horrorland in a very low voice. And then the music kind of swells as he talks. And it rises up from the ticket booth really loudly. And he says, I am a horror. And all of the Horrorland horrors and I hope you have a scary day. Because their dad is like, my car, <laughs> my car. There was an explosion. I need a phone. And the monster's like, I'm sorry, sir. No phones. And their dad turns into a tomato and he's just sweating. He's like, I need a phone right now. My car exploded and we're stuck here. And the horror just goes, we'll take care of you. And the dad's like, I need a phone. I need a car. And once again, the horror is like, don't you understand? No phones, but we'll take care of you. I promise. We'll take care of everything. Don't let this spoil your visit to Horrorland. And their dad just getting madder. He's like, spoil my visit. My car exploded. I'd be like, bitch. I got payment. What are you? I am with dad. Like, why is no one more upset? I'm just laughing because, like, I'm picturing Steve Martin and, like, plane trains and automobiles, like, at the ticket counter. And he's just like, my car exploded. <laughs> so 
the horror the horror is committed right he's just committed to his job he's like we're gonna take care of you we're fine and the music at this point it just keeps getting louder but kind of in like they describe it as like a stab so you don't hear it and then all of a sudden it's like and so that made lizzie jump and it feels like you're in a horror movie at this point and he just keeps the horror just keeps saying we'll take care of you i promise and then a smile crosses his face and lizzie swears his eyes light up he's like enjoy your day and do not worry about transportation and we will see that you're properly taken care of and their dad is kind of having a mental breakdown because he's muttering Mm -hmm. to himself like but the car but the car but the car (laughs) and the horror kind of just gestures toward the park and is like please enter free admission i apologize for your car but don't worry i promise you will have no need to worry about it You're going to be just fine. And he's like, I can't enjoy a theme park now. I can't believe this happened. We have to get a car. But Luke is like, can't we just go inside? He said he'll take care of it just for a little while. You know, this is ridiculous. I want to go. And Lizzie kind of joined in because she had a long drive too and was sick sick of being in the car and was kind of freaked out. And their mom, you know, sided with the kids and was like, let's just go in for a little while. Let the kids blow off steam. Let them just go, you know, have fun. And we'll look for a phone and figure out the car situation. And their dad thought about it for a little while and he finally agreed. And then again, this music gets louder as they step through the gate. which really starts making everybody feel like they're in a horror movie. They were standing on a brown cobbled street with strange cottages that were kind of tilted on both sides. There were tall trees along the path, which nearly blocked out the sun, and the air carried a really kind of low, like low temperature chill. There were howls like wolves floating around from the cottages, and a sign to the right claimed, Welcome to Werewolf Village. Do not feed the werewolves if you can help it. And the howls grow louder. And Luke and Lizzie laughed at the sign at first. And one of the and one of the green monsters was staring at them through a dark window in the cottage across the street. And another horror walked by with what looked like a real human head. <laughs> and he grabbed it by its long blonde hair and bounced it up and down like a yo-yo. And Luke thought that was the coolest thing he's ever seen. And they kept walking along the cobblestone street and the sound of their sneakers was really all they could hear as it echoed off the cottage walls. And they let out a cry of surprise as a long gray wolf seemed to appear in front of them and disappear into the row of cottages. Clay asked Lizzie if that was a real wolf, and his voice was really shaky, and Lizzie's like, probably not. It's just like a dog or a mechanical thing. And their mom, being the mom, is like, wow, this place is so clean. There isn't a piece of trash anywhere, and it's not crowded. I love her. It's important. She's just like, it's so nice. It's so nice. And of course, poor dad is lingering behind, still talking to himself. I have to find a phone. I can't enjoy this until I know we have a way home. There has to be a phone somewhere. So go on without me. 
and the mom's like, I'll come with you. You're in a frantic state and need me to make the calls. And the kids will have a better time without us. And their dad's like, leave them. What are you thinking? And she's like, they'll be fine. This looks like a nice, clean place. What could possibly go wrong? So with these words, mom and dad go off to find a phone, leaving the kids alone. (laughs) That was a thing, though. Like, did you... I knew people who had parents who they when they went to theme parks would just like turn them loose. Mm-hmm. My my, my parents never would never like it was family no. time. We were like enjoying the park together. Like even if that was something we were cool with, because we you know we watched our unsolved mysteries. Mm-hmm. We know what's up. We know somebody's <laughs> going to get taken and raped and left for dead. Like we know how this works. But even if that weren't a situation, my mom would be like, I did not pay all this money to, like, not spend this family time. But I did. I knew people whose whose parents would basically be like, all right, off you go. Meet back here for sandwiches that we brought in ourselves in a cooler. (laughs) And we put in a locker and you get, like, a little hair tie with a key on it. We were not. I was was attached to my parents, so... I never experienced that anyway. I was like, no. So they take off and she's watching them walk away. And as she turns around just in time, she sees another wolf. And it has its eyes locked on her and the the boys. And so she pulls Luke and Clay kind of back into her. And it's holding its head low and glaring at them with the wide eyes and its mouth is open. And Clay is convinced it's real. And Lizzie is screaming. And the other kid, they're scrambling. And then it growls and it goes back behind the cottage. So they all kind of take a breath and are like, was that a freaking robot? Or like, what, what is going on? And Clay is like, let's go somewhere else. And he's super pale. And Luke comes running toward more signs. And one randomly says, no pinching. Which make Luke laugh hysterically. And he's like, this is a freaking stupid sign. And of course, Lizzie's like, hey, it was meant for you. And gives him a pinch on the arm. And they're like, let's find some rides. And of course, Luke wants to go on scary rides. But she's, you know, wants everybody to keep close together as they make their way out of Werewolf Village. So the street widens into a plaza. And there's finally some sunlight as they step out of the village and see several purple and green buildings with a few more families and more costumed horrors looking around, keeping an eye on everything. One was pushing a purple and green cart selling ice cream cones that were black, which Luke said were disgusting, and he made a face. And they hurry past another no-pinching sign and stopped in what the front of what appeared to be a tall purple mountain, which Luke is convinced is a ride. There was a doorway cut into the side of it. Above the doorway, there was a sign that said, Doom slide. Will you be the one to slide forever? Ever. Yes. <laughs> so Luke and Clay exchange high fives. And they're like, we're going to climb to the top and slide all the way down. And this mountain is huge. Okay. Or huge to them. And so they run into the building. They're super excited. <clears throat> but it was dark and cold inside. And a wide ramp curved toward the top. And Lizzie could hear, like, screaming and laughing, like, happy screams, you know, and laughing. But she couldn't see them. And as they just keep walking up, right, you get to the top. 
and it was about halfway there, there was another another sign that said, you may be the one to slide to your doom. And now she could hear actual screaming, but it was too dark to see anything. And really, she couldn't tell if Clay was actually scared. She couldn't see the expression on his face. And he comes saying, no, I'm good. And he's like, you know, they're like those huge sliding boards. You sit on them and you slide down. So it's fine. It's all fine. And Luke at this point is way up ahead and is like, come the hell on. Like you're taking too long because he's already at the top of the ramp. And there's a wide platform along a row of curving sliding boards like Clay thought. And they were numbered from one to ten. There were two horrors watching them, and they approach as they stand in front of the sliding boards with their eyes lit up. And Luke asked, do you slide all the way down? And the horror just nodded. And Clay asked, do you go really fast? And the horror just nodded again and said, it's a long way down. Be careful which slide you pick. Don't pick the doom slide. Lizzie chose number three because three is her lucky number. Luke sat on the one next to her, which was number two. And for some reason, Clay went to the far end to slide number 10. So she looked behind her to see what the horrors were doing. But before she could get a focus on it, she felt the bottom tilt and she let out a shriek and began to slide. So she raised her arms above her head and screamed all the way down. And it was like an enormous canyon of the doom slide. It curved and it was scary and they were going faster and faster and faster in the shadows. And she couldn't see Luke next to her, but he was lying on his back, staring straight up with his mouth open, just screaming. And she's trying to call out to him, but the slide kept curving another way. And she would just curve with it and curve with it. And it was sliding so fast, everything was like a blur. She kept trying to see Luke and Clay, but it was too dark and she was moving too fast. Then a chute opened up, she hit the ground and was now outside and landed on the seat of her jeans. She was back outside now. And moments later, Luke came out beside her and hit the ground. And he was laying on his back, just laughing and laughing and laughing. He just wouldn't get up off the ground. And they kind of both felt a little dizzy and were like, how fast do you think we were going? And then they realized they were missing a member of their party and were staring at the wall and Clay was like where Clay should have been coming out behind them. And they both kept staring at the side of the building, waiting for him to pop out. And they're like, where is he? He couldn't have been that much, you know, behind us. We all went down the same time. And for some reason, Lizzie was feeling really nervous about this and had a heavy feeling in the pit of her stomach. And her hands were cold and clammy. And she's like, come on, come on, just come out of the wall. And Luke's kind of confused, like, where did he go? You know, and then he thought, maybe number 10 jumps, goes out of the front. Maybe does it come out of the back? So let's check the front. Yeah. So they run around the front of the building and they get back into the view. And she kind of looks for her mom and dad just to kind of see if they might be in the plaza. But she didn't notice them. And now there were a couple more families. And there was still the guy selling ice cream, but no sign of clay. So they just keep running to the front of the doom slide and stop a few feet from the opening and he's not there. They were both kind of out of breath from running and the feeling of dread in her stomach was getting heavier. And they're like, what the hell are we going to do? 
Where is he? So Luke asked the green horror woman who was standing inside the entrance and, was, and she like, hey, did you see a kid come out of there? And then once again, the eyes kind of seemed to light up when they talked. And she's like, this is an entrance. No one comes out here. And Luke continues to describe Clay. He's chubby. He wears glasses. He had shorts on. He should have come out. And she said, she shook her head. And in a little voice whispered, maybe your friend chose the doom slide. And Lizzie is no mood for this crap. She's like, you're joking. The doom slide is a joke. Okay. It's not real. Where is, where is this kid? And the sign gave a warning, the horror said. There's always a warning. Then she turned and disappeared to the dark entrance. And Luke and Lizzie look at each other and they're like, okay, what are we going to do? Because we have to find him. We have to find him or we're going to be in huge trouble with mom and dad and they'll make us go home. And then she said, we're going to take the same slide that he took. Slide number 10. We'll take it and it will lead us to him. So this time they go back up the ramp, but in silence. And they just keep hearing, there was hearing nothing now in the hollow mountain. And the signs again were warning them of the doom side. And Lizzie started to wonder maybe if it was real, but she shook her head and shook the thought off. Of course it wasn't real. It's a stupid ride, the stupid theme park. So they go and get on to number 10, they sit down together this time on the same mat like thing. And they kind of think, started to kind of second guess themselves. But don't be dumb. We have to do this. We're going to find him. They don't kill kids here or set them, you know, into like fighting for their lives or something. It's all for fun. And Luke is kind of looking a little scared, but keep, she keeps calming, calming him down. And they were right behind them and the floor begins to go out and they start to slide. Is this a track scenario? Like, is it like an alpine slide kind of thing? I think it's like they're on those little like plastic mats. You know, those little plastic ones. And they kind of just go. They don't really say. Plastic you mats. Know. You know, like those ones. They have those little like plastic slides. Like those little plastic like. Yeah, seats. but you're. I can't then you're on them. like a gunny sack. Like a. Oh, uh, like a burlap sack. See. I'm seeing if. It says better in the book what the description was. Oh, it doesn't matter. I was just trying to picture right. exactly kind of what we're dealing with. It just They just call them curving sliding boards. Okay. So like a board. <laughs> okay. Um, I keep thinking of that um, that documentary about the water park in new jersey oh action park yeah, <laughs> yeah, action park. yeah. <laughs> so this time she didn't scream she had her hands in her lap and was gritting her teeth there was no way she was going to enjoy this ride she wanted to get to the end of it solve the mystery and find clay So they slid down together, Luke was grabbing onto her, and they cried out when they slid over a big bump. Felt like they were going to fly off the slide, and they took a steep dive almost straight down.
and it just felt like they were falling, not even sliding anymore. They landed hard and then the slide curved to the right and they were screaming their lungs out. They were going faster and faster and faster in the darkness and they were trying to see if any other slides were going next to them, but it was so dark they couldn't even see their sneakers in front of them. Luke was squeezing her waist so hard she could barely breathe. They kept going down, down, and darker and darker and darker, and they kept going into the air, then dipping and curving. And they're like, we really should have been at the bottom by now. <laughs> We've been sliding for a very long time. And she was gritting her teeth harder and trying to brace herself to go flying out the chute and going onto the ground. But no chute opened, because the ride didn't end. They were sliding faster and faster and gasping in mouthfuls of air, struggling to catch their breath. And she started to realize the signs didn't lie. You're going to slide forever. And she had to get her those thoughts out of her head and was like, are you okay? Luke asked her if she was okay and she's, she's like, I don't know. Why are we sliding for so long? <laughs> and they hit another bump and another one and they keep going like almost like a bump and then down and then a bump and then down and a bump and then down. They're going down, 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 essentially. They're not going around, they're going down. <laughs> and then all of a sudden something sticky covers their faces and Luke is screaming, what is this, my face? And then they're like, it's cobwebs, it's cobwebs. And their whole faces were itching and it covered them like a net and they're just trying to pull it off of them while they're sliding. And they're tearing at them and she gets most of it off, but their faces were still itching like crazy and it felt like ants were crawling on it. This is so gross, my face hurts. And they keep going down to the darkness. And then there's a flare of bright light. Was it daylight? Were they finally going outside? So she forces her eyes open and she's staring back at flames. The slide ahead of them was on fire. So the flames are raging with a curtain of billowing smoke. And she puts her hands to her face and starts to scream. They were sliding into the flames. We're going to burn, Luke screams. Like how frightening is this? Like you're in the dark. You have spiders on your face, and now there's flames. <laughs> I don't enjoy going like the idea of going deeper and deeper underground because we've talked about this. Mm -hmm. Like my problem with underground is that there yeah. is literally mm -hmm. no escape. Like this is not a yep. scenario where you could figure. Like after a certain time, like mm -hmm. you have to understand that you're never going back. Did you ever? Did you ever read further. House of Leaves? Yes. Mm -hmm. Okay. So there's that scene in House of Leaves when, um, like, it, I think it's the dad or maybe it's the documentarian. He he gets on a bike because that they, they're going deeper and deeper into this house, right? They don't know how far it goes or whatever. And, like, it's got a mile counter on it. And he's just coasting down into this house. And, like, hundreds of miles have happened. So it's like, at some point, you have to understand that you physically can't go back. Ever. And that's what this reminds me of. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It's very similar. It's terrifying. Yeah. 
So she shuts her eyes and feels a burst of heat, almost like an explosion. And she assumes she's burning up, right? You're just, I'm dead. I'm burning alive. That's, she accepts this fate. This is it. <laughs> but then a brush of cool air blows past her, past her and makes her open her eyes. And the fire was suddenly behind them, like they had gone through it. And the slide curves gently. And now the cool air and the dark kind of feels good. And she could still see the orange flicker of flames on the walls above them. They were both silent and her heart was just pounding in her chest. And Luke, being Luke, is like, those were the best special effects ever. And he starts to laugh. But they're still riding. They're still going. They're still, they haven't stopped. And she's just, we're going to slide forever. This is it. This is it. And this thought stays with her. But then a chute opens in front of them and daylight comes in. They land on the grass. Finally. Her eyes have to adjust to the sunlight and she gets to her feet. And a yellow and green sign on a pole was in front of them. And it said, welcome to doom. Population zero humans. And next to that sign was guess who? Our buddy. Clay was there. Just hanging out, hoping they didn't, like, bounce and get the next ride. Mm -hmm. Yep. He comes rushing over to them all happy, like, hey, where have you been? And Luke, you know, is, like, high-fiving it up. And he's like, where have we been? Where have you been? And he's like, right here. I didn't know where it was, so I stayed here waiting for you. (laughs) Which was was a smart thing to do, ultimately, right? You have no idea where you are. Your friends are gone. I would stay put too. I wouldn't go wandering. I'm I'm that way. Some kids would go. I would be like, nope, I'm going to stay where I think they're going to come. <laughs> so he assumed it's the other side of the park, maybe. And so he's like, no, we went back on the doom slide because we couldn't find you. We took your slide and then we got back here. Clay is like, I was scared, you know, it was like that fire, it was pretty scary. And he's like, this was the best special effects ever. This park is awesome. And Lizzie's like, you're phony. But he would never admit that he would be, he would have been worried about his friend. And that the long slide was really scary. But Lizzie was happy to see his enthusiasm come back because she didn't like seeing her brother frightened or in a panic. Because she's a good big sister. And Clay is still like, it was a really long slide. And Luke decides, I want to go on it again. And she Jesus. looks at him like, no, Jesus, no, 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 no. <laughs> so she starts looking around and they're definitely in another part of Horrorland because nothing looks familiar. Across the walkway, there were several kids in bathing suits going down a path and the path read Horror Rapids. And to their right, was a square-shaped building made of glass. And the glass was shimmering so brightly, it was like it was on fire. So she was squinting, and they could barely make out the sign, which said House of Mirrors. And Luke's like, let's try this, and tries to pull Clay over there. And she's like, wait a minute. Shouldn't we try to find Mom and Dad? And Luke's like, they're on the other side of the freaking park. Let's have some fun and then find them. And she's, you know, being the older one, it's like, they're looking for us, most likely. And Luke's like, there's nobody here. They'll find us. It's not, it's not crowded. And he's like, let's just go. Let's have fun. And she keeps thinking about mom and dad. 
and then suddenly someone taps her shoulder. She cries out and spins around. And it was a horror. And his bulging eyes were staring into her and he leaned close to her face and says, get away while you can. And then he turns his eyes quickly from side to side, like someone was watching him and I'm serious. Get away while you can. The woman was too stunned to speak. (laughs) He walked away and she didn't say anything. She was just like, what the hell just happened? And then she kind of loses them in the sunlight that was coming off the building. And Luke's laughing. is like, they're really trying to scare you in this place. It's freaking great. These are like the... The cast members in uh, Galaxy's Edge, they like Mm -hmm, never, mm -hmm. ever break. Right. Never break. Natalie was walking around with a figment like shoulder friend. And Uh uh, for for the non-Disney folks, figment is a little dragon and the shoulder (laughs) friends are like magnetic. They like they're meant to sit up Mm -hmm. on your shoulder. And one of the cast members came over and asked her if she was going to eat that. Gonna eat it? Oh my god! Like, like hey, that's hey, so funny. Uh, uh, are you gonna eat that? <laughs> that is so funny. Oh my god, <laughs> I love it. No, we don't eat. We're super committed, just like the horrors. <laughs> every time you say it, I think of them like a sexy. <laughs> like they ruined it. And like hooker heels and like. <laughs> That's the park that we want it to be. <laughs> so Lizzie is trying to just reassure Clay again. Like, it's it's a joke. Let's, you know, we're going to be fine. We'll stick together. We'll be fine. And Luke is way ahead. It's like, hurry up. Let's have fun before mom and dad show up and make us leave. And he's basically dragging Clay toward the entrance and Lizzie's behind them. And again, they see another no pinching sign. But none of this is weird to them. They're just like, whatever. To me, it's weird, but not to them. And so outside this hall of mirrors, they see house of mirrors. Reflect before you enter. No one may ever see you again. (laughs) And at this point, she's like, hey, wait for me. But they had already gone inside. So she goes in and she's in a narrow, dark tunnel. And it was hard to see because of the bright glare from outside. So she's sort of like kind of figuring out her surroundings. And she keeps shouting for the boys. But and she hears them laughing up ahead of her. And she kind of starts jogging just blindly. And she's ducking because the ceiling was low. And then finally, at some point, her eyes adjust. And the tunnel had ended. And she was in a narrow corridor with mirrored walls and a mirrored ceiling. And she could see her reflection dozens of them it was like she was surrounding herself and she stopped for a second and adjusted her hair because it was always coming loose out of the braid she always wore it in and then she called out to the boys where are you wait for me and she could hear them giggling up ahead and luke's like try and find us and they're still giggling and she makes her way through the mirrored walkway and the walls curve to the right then the left, making her reflections follow her. There were dozens and dozens of her, getting smaller and smaller and smaller and just stretching on to infinity. And she's still calling out for the boys, like, don't go too far ahead. I want to stay together. And she can hear them giggling. Then she hears a sort of rumble of footsteps, 
that sound like it was coming from the other side of the wall. And so she follows the corridor, walking really slow until she sees a narrow opening up ahead of her. She's like, wait where you are. I'm coming through. And she starts to go through and then she smacks her forehead onto solid glass. (laughs) And now she's in pain because that hurts. If you've ever walked into a glass window, you know, or a glass door, you know how much that hurts. Especially when someone else sees you do it. Oh, yeah. That's the worst. I walked into a mirror at a bar once. (laughs) I got confused and turned around and I just walked right into a mirror. I'd like to say that no one saw, but people saw. (laughs) (laughs) So the pain is across her forehead and down her neck and all the way down her spine. And she's dizzy, of course. And the boys are like, where are you? Try to find us. And she's like, I hit my head. Wait for me. And they start laughing some more. But their voices kind of sound like they're coming from behind her now. So she turns back around. But there were only mirrors behind her and no openings. And her head's hurting, but the dizziness went away. So she starts walking again, but more slowly this time, with both hands out in front of her. So she wouldn't bump into anything. Then she turns a corner and into a different room. The floor in this room was a mirror. So were the walls and the ceiling. It was like she was in a mirrored box. She took a few careful steps because it was weird to her to walk on her own reflection. She could see the top and bottoms of her sneakers at the same time. And it made it really hard to walk. And she kind of kept having to like touch the walls to kind of balance herself. And she's calling out to them again, where are you? But there was no reply. And she starts kind of feeling a stab of fear in her stomach. And she's like calling out to them, Luke, Clay, don't mess around. Where are you? But there was silence. And all the reflections on side of her all looked frightened. And she was staring at her reflection, adding horrifying thoughts about creeping over her. How they disappeared, how they fallen into a trap, or they lost in the maze. And she officially decided at this point that Horrorland was too scared. It was fun to be scared, but it was too hard to tell whether the scares were for fun or for real. Was it really dangerous or was it a big joke? And she's still calling out to them in a really trembling voice and looking for an exit. Then she hears a very muffled giggle and voices, and it was definitely Luke's giggle. They were playing a joke on her. You are not funny, she screamed at them. And they busted out laughing. Come find us. What's taking so long? And it sounded like they were coming up from just ahead. So she slides her hand across the mirrors to the ghost of the right. And she ducked her head to slip through a narrow opening and between the mirrors. And in another small room, surrounded by more mirrors, but they were tilted at strange angles. And she's like, where are you? Am I getting closer? And the lights were getting dimmer and the reflections darkened and her shadows growing longer. Clay said, they can't see you. It's Luke. He's shouting to hurry up. And she's like, I'm going as fast as I can. Just don't move. Stay in one place. And Luke insists they're staying in one place. And she hears Clay kind of slowly ask Luke, are we ever going to get out of here? Then poor Lizzie bumps her head on another section of glass and she pounds her fist into it. And she's like, this isn't any fun. I'm in pain. I hate this. And Luke, of course, being an ass, is like, it's boring, hurry up. And she's poor thing is like rubbing her head. She's in pain. She's like, I'm trying to get to you. 
and she turns a corner and into a wider room. This time there were no mirrors, but the walls were glass. And there was Luke. Finally, why couldn't you find us? And she kept telling him, I hit my head like four times. Let's get out of here. And Luke spins around because he realizes that Clay isn't there. And she's like, I am so done with you guys and your jokes. Where the hell is Clay? And he's like, I'm not hiding, I'm over here. And they take a few steps back and Clay comes into view. He was standing in a shadow behind a glass wall. So how I pictured it is that each of them were kind of in their own little room and they thought they were all in the same room because of the glass. That's how right. I pictured this. And I've never been in like moving- of mirrors type scenario or like a no. window maze where it was actually terrifying because so. like they're always so dirty. Because all these grubby yeah. little people put their hands all over them. So it's like, <laughs> oh, I know where the, the walls are. <laughs> Found it. Right. Yep. Um, and I'm good. Mirrors on the floor <laughs> is dirty. That is, that's indicative of Whore Island. <laughs> Whore Island. Okay. We're writing a new book called Whore Island. <laughs> I'm telling you, like, <laughs> we can make some money with some fan fiction on Amazon. Like, we can write some erotica and make money. People make money. We're going to talk about this after the show. <laughs> yeah, like, we can do this. Clay's like, Luke asked Clay how he got how he got over to his room. And he's like, I don't know. But I can't find a way out. And so she moves toward her brother, then stops. And they're all, and then it dawns on Lizzie that they're all in different rooms, kind of like I explained. And she's looking for the opening. And she's like, we're not in the same room. There's wall, and she taps on it, because Luke is still thinking they're in the same room. And he's like, what? And then he taps on his side of the glass, and he's like, oh my god, how did I get over here? And Clay's moving around his room, kind of just in a circle, like, you know, touching the wall, looking for any crack or movement or anything and she says to Luke stay right there I'll find a way into your room just don't move just stay in like one place and the lights were and she follows she's following Clay's example and going slowly around her room too looking pressing against the glass but the light was dim and her eyes were staring back at her dark and desperate and she made a complete circle and there was no opening no doorway and Clay starts to panic. I'm trapped in here. And she's like, well, so am I. And Luke's like, me too. But there has to be an opening. Because how, how do we get in? And Lizzie's like, you're right. We have to get out the way we came in. So they look along the walls again. And she's like, there has to be a way out. There has to be a way out. But she's trying not to panic. Luke is pounding on the glass. And Clay is jogging around in his room like a crazy person. Just pushing on the walls. Everything. Get his steps like, in. Gotta get steps. Gotta get steps. Yeah. She's, she's now gone around her room twice. She's like, I'm trapped. It's like we're trapped in a box. And Luke is still pounding on the glass. And she's like, this isn't helping. Stop. And so he lowered his fist. And he's like, this is freaking ridiculous. There has to be a way out. Maybe the trap door or something. So she goes on the floor and is kind of tapping the floor now to see if there's like any like loose board or something. And this is, she's like, this is not fun at all. And Luke and Clay nodded back. 
everybody was frightened. But oh, here's where they say her age. She's two years older than them, so 12 is right. And she had to try to be the brave one. <clears throat> but she wasn't feeling brave. She's, you know, just not having a good time. So she leans against the wall that separated her and Luke, and the wall started to move. The wall was sliding toward her, closing in. And then she sees all the walls are sliding in. And Luke is backing up, and Clay is backing up, because all the walls in their rooms are sliding in. And they were growing more trapped. And so she throws herself against one of them and tries to push it back, but it won't move, won't budge. And they're going to be crushed. <clears throat> so this is like Star Wars, the trash compactor scene. Like they're like getting smooshed by the yep. garbage. <clears throat> I don't like it. I don't like it. I would be freaking out. I'd really die. I would, I'd probably have a panic attack and die. Like I don't like small spaces. I don't like anything like that. I'd like get me the fuck out. I truly don't know what I would do in that scenario. Part of me thinks I might just go, well, I'm not in charge here. (laughs) Mm -hmm. (laughs) The other part of me thinks I might try to find a way out. But mostly the the fuck you part of my soul would be like, fuck you guys. I'm going to sit down. (laughs) Yeah. Right. You're dead either way. So Clay is screaming, do something, someone do something. And Luke is kind of shoving his shoulder into the glass, like kind of like kind of lean on it, but it just keeps sliding him. And her hands were raised up like a shield and they're just moving closer and closer to her. And there was nowhere to go. And Clay's screams are so loud, they're ringing in her ears. And Luke is screaming now, the glass is squeezing me. And he's calling for his sister. And she's like, I can't move either. And they're about to close her in above and from above and below. So she's, you're talking all four sides, right? Like imagine a box and both sides and the top and the bottom are smooshing you. I would literally die. Like I would have a panic attack and die. Like I would, there's no way. I hate enclosed spaces like that, especially top and bottom. Like you have, you're just kind of getting like smooshed, like a little like, I think you'd dissociate after a while. Yeah. Like, you'd probably pass out. hmm And all of a sudden, Lizzie starts picturing those crushed cars that get crunched into perfect squares. And she realizes that that's going to be her, too, in a, in a moment. And it was getting hard to breathe. And it felt like she was gasping for air and gasping for air. And she was being crushed into a human square. And then she couldn't hear Luke or Clay anymore. Just her gasping breaths. And she shuts her eyes and feels the floor drop away. And she was falling down. She opens her eyes in time to see the glass walls roll above her as she's sliding through an open chute. And in a few seconds, she's back outside. And Luke and Clay were beside her. For what seems like a long time, they sit on the grass, just sort of staring at each other. Sort of like, what in the hell did we just experience? It's not okay. I'm not okay. Mm-hmm. They're not okay. <laughs> okay. Like, there's there's a haunted house okay. here that is is like really intense. I think it's like 13th floor or something like that. 
Oh, I've heard of that one. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Yeah, I don't, like I said, I don't do haunted houses, but my friends do. They're a lot cooler than me. Shout out, Kayla <laughs> and Tina. And they went to the last year or the, maybe the year before. But they talked about like there's a section of the house where you have to push your way through walls that are overinflated. Like oh. there's like a tunnel. And you've like, you've got to push through it and you don't know how long it is or when it's going to end. I would quit. Like I quite literally would be like, excuse me, whoever's monitoring this area, I would like to leave. (laughs) I don't want to be birthed through this like hallway of nightmares. (laughs) Thank you very much. <laughs> this is not my idea of time. <laughs> that Pass. sounds horrible. Yeah, that they said it horrible. went on for like a minute. And I'm like, how did you breathe? Where did the air come from? Like, Where what does the air come from? Stopped there in terror and you run into them. And then there's like a yeah. congestion. And then you're you're trapped forever. Like... I would go to jail because I'd be like taking out a pocket knife and slicing that shit. I'm cutting <laughs> it. Yeah. Done. Out. Yeah. Done, done. Well, like, I won't. Okay. This is how bad I don't like being enclosed. Like, I don't like elevators. I'll do them as a necessity, but I will wait until I'm pretty much alone or with my people. You know, I will yeah. wait. I'll be like, no, you go. I'm going to wait for my opening and I'll go with my boyfriend or my family and that's it. You know, my group, right? Right. Um, and then, like, those sl- those doors, they're, like, the ones that go in a circle. I can't think of the proper name. Like, at fancy malls and hotels. I will not go in those unless you pay me a million dollars. Like, nope. I will, I will not even go in those. Because I imagine that scenario of I'm going to get stuck in this thing and never come out. It's going to break. Some malfunction yeah. will happen. I will never come out. And one, the one time I did go in one in New York, because there was no other way to go, well, there was no other door, and I was pissed. No alternative. And my mom's like, we have, we have to go in. And I didn't want to. What does this fucking kid do? Gets in and jams it with his foot. And he's just laughing. He thinks it's so funny. Nobody can push it. And the mom's like, okay, we have to stop. We have to go. And then finally he unjams it and like lets it go. But it was a good, like, you know, 30 seconds of me just, like, about to die. And ever since then, I'm like, nope, no, 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 <laughs> I will not. <laughs> Did you lose your shit on that kid? I was, I was, like, I was, like, 16, so I was, like, trying to be respectful, you know, but I was, I think I, like, I don't remember what I said, but I was, like, I think I said, like, nice parenting or something like that, because I was, like, so angry. I was, like, let me out of here. I was so angry. Was so like, angry. Ridiculous. I would have said something. I would have been, like, listen, bro. <laughs> <laughs> listen, what? bro. These rides, though, have, like, a serious psychological edge to them. (laughs) Right? They're all going to be, like, in therapy when they get home. I need therapy. (laughs) So they're all chilling on the grass. They're like, we're okay. We're alive. We made it. (laughs) Don't really want to do anything. And Luke starts laughing. 
And I think he had like a psychotic break because he's just like laughing (laughs) and jumping up and down. But Lizzie didn't feel like jumping up and down because she keeps picturing her body as a car that's crushed. And he pulls Lizzie up and he's like, what should we do next? And Lizzie's like, are you for real? And Clay is like, I thought we were going to be crunched. And Luke's like, it's awesome. That was awesome. Because once again, he's forgetting that moments before he was screaming like a little girl. And Clay is just like, this place is way too scary. And Lizzie's in agreement. It's too scary. One more second. We were, and Luke cuts her off and he's like, that's the whole idea. Don't you get it? That's how they scare you here. They make you think that one second you're a goner, but it's all fine. It's all time. They want you to be terrified and then you're okay. And Clay kind of just is like, I guess you're right. And he, you know, Luke keeps selling it. We're not going to get hurt or anything. It's an amusement park. They want you to come back again and again. They're not really going to hurt anybody. And Lizzie's like, what if they messed up? What if the machines get goofed up? What if the timing's off? What if the floor didn't get, what if the floor got stuck? Then what? Lizzie's right. didn't have an answer for Amusement parks all the time. All the time. (laughs) And Luke didn't have an answer, of course, you know, because he's like, I don't know. She's once again, what would have happened if the floor hadn't dropped away at the right moment? And Luke just shrugged. They make sure it's all okay. And she just rolls her eyes. And Clay asked Lizzie, is it possible to really be scared to death? I know it happens in books and movies, but does it happen in real life? And Lizzie is straight with him. And she's like, I don't know, maybe. And he said, I bet people get scared to death in that house of mirrors. And Luke's like, no way. This is a place for fun. Scary fun. And Luke was watching something over her shoulder which turned out to be one of the guys in the horror costumes walking by with a big bullet bouquet of black balloons. And he goes over to him and is like, hey, has anyone never died here? And the horror keeps, keeps walking. And he and finally it says only once. And Luke said only one person died here. And the horror shook his head. No, not what I meant. And he's like, well, what did you mean? And he's the horror said, A person can only die once here. No one has ever died twice. And Lizzie puts her foots down and is like, we should find mom and dad. And Clay is on her side. She's like, yeah, let's go find them. Because the poor kid, he was probably scared out of his damn mind. But was trying his best not to show it and show her brother he was frightened. And Luke's protesting. What's the hurry? Let them find us. And Lizzie is like, they're probably worried. And she starts going toward the front. And Luke's grumbling, dad's going to make us leave and followed anyway. Yeah, you guys are on a milk carton. Like, figure it out. Right. Figure it out. Right. They're like, we're all going to die. And Lizzie, you're the oldest. They're not going to buy that. Well, Luke wanted to stay, BS. It's going to be, you're the (laughs) oldest. You're in charge. You should have taken control of the situation. Exactly. They're following a trail and they passed by a rickety roller coaster and it was high as a four-story building and it cast a shadow over the park. And a sign in front said, out of order, do you dare to ride it anyway? The gate was open and there was no attendant. And Luke's like, want to ride it? And the play is like, no effing way. And they keep walking. And the trail goes under them some trees and they were now in the shade. And a sign read, 
beware of tree snakes. And Clay puts his head, hand over his head, you know, like puts kind of covers them. And they're all looking up at the trees and are thinking, were there really snakes in there? But it was too dark to see anything because the leaves were thick and no sunlight was passing through. Then they hear a gentle hissing sound. First, it could have been the rustle of leaves, but then it got louder and louder until all of the trees were hissing at them. And Lizzie yells for them to run. So they start running along the trail and the hissing just got louder and angrier. And she was pretty sure she saw a long snake slithering in the grass beside them, but it may have been a shadow. They were running after the trees ended and they finally were in sunlight again. And the trail curved past a row of statues that were made of stone. And they were statues of grimacing monsters with fangs and twisted mouths. Their arms were outstretched as if to grab anyone who came close. And she slowed down to a trot when she heard a low evil laugh. And Clay insisted it was coming from the statue and yelled to keep running. And she didn't turn back to see if the statues moved toward them or were coming to come closer. But their evil laughter was in her head and she turned on her speed. So they were panting hard and running along the trail and she didn't see any more people or, horror, or people in horror costumes either. They came to another slide and sign and slowed down. It read, front exit, don't bother. You will never escape. She caught the expression on Clay's face and is like, it's only a joke and the signs are supposed to be funny. And he just kind of said, ha ha, and was panting really hard and trying to catch his breath. Hmm? Tree snakes? It's the trouser snakes you got to watch out for on Horror Island. <laughs> on Horror Island. Exactly. Sorry. I couldn't resist. Continue. That's a good one. I love it. So they start roughhousing a little bit and I think the consequence happens. They're roughhousing and they just keep going down this path. So they come across, so this is the part where I'm like, I'm down for this. So they come across a path and it's a garden filled with black flowers and it has a large red barn. So I'd be all about this. I'd be like, cool, black flowers. They would draw me in and I would die. So this is, where, <laughs> this is what would happen. This is Danielle's goth dream. <laughs> goth dreams. <laughs> There's a large red barn and they walk up to the doorway of it. And she stays back looking for a path that led around, but couldn't see one. The path goes right through the barn to the other side. Come on. And they motioned for her to get there. But she had spotted a small sign that read Bat Barn. So we're going to pause here. Because once again, for the justice of the sky puppies in the world, this whole sequence made me mad and is bullshit. Because we know that bats are wonderful. So disclaimer. Bats are wonderful. This girl's a dum-dum. This doesn't happen. Don't be afraid of bats. Don't bother the bats if you ever find some. Don't try to get a bat for a pet. You're an idiot. Leave the bats alone. But they will not bother you. They will not attack you. <coughs> bats don't want anything to do with you either. Thing to do with you. Exactly. So this is dumb. I didn't like it. We're still on this train of bats suck. And I know they were a very popular horror trope, especially in the 90s. So I get it. But it makes me mad because of how endangered they are now. It's like there's 
they're not, they're so misjudged. They're amazing. And yeah, bats are wonderful. Just leave them be. They will not bother you. <laughs> they're, they're wonderful. They got bats really, you to want, do. Like they have their bat they have job. Bat stuff they have do. to go to the bat right. accountant. Like they've got to go to the bat grocery store. <laughs> leave them alone. They, leave them alone. They have lives to lead. <laughs> So she doesn't want to go through because Lizzie is afraid of bats. So, because she's a dum-dum. And Luke's like, they don't see any, I don't see any bats, but it is dark. And she kind of smells something bad. It was strong and sour. And she's like, I don't want to go in there. But they're like, the path goes through. Don't be a chicken. Just run. Which makes sense, right? Just run through it. You won't even know the bats are there. Just run on through. And Clay even says, it looks okay. It's just dark. But she keeps smelling this really strong odor and it was making her sick. And Luke's looking around and he's like, I don't see anything in the rafters. And the doors on the opposite wall were wide open. It would take 10 seconds to run through it. And she's like, fine, let's go. And they go into the barn and the smell is overpowering. They start running to the doors and they slam shut. And the doors behind them slam shut too. And she's angry now. And they're all like, what's going on? They were in total darkness, blacker than black. And then they start to hear the rapid flutter of wings. It was soft, then loud. And she screams as something brushes the back of her neck. And she screams to go away. And she's swinging her hands above her head. The fluttering retreats, then returns, retreats, then returns. And they all realize the bats are attacking them. It's so dark and they can't see anything. And she's just swinging her hands around like a crazy person. <clears throat> something bumps into her shoulder. Something grabs her hair. Something brushes her face. And the odor is choking her and she could barely walk. There's a shrill hiss in her ear as if the bat was like in front of her or in her ear. And she's screaming. She thinks one's caught in her hair. And she kind of starts shoving them away. She thinks she feels bodies like as she's shoving them away from her. And the shadows are kind of going all back and forth. And the barn feels like it's alive with bats. But she's just screaming for help. But there's obviously no one coming to help. So she covers her eyes with one hand and just thrashing wildly still. And she's choking and she's sobbing and she can barely breathe. And Luke's calling from her, but he sounds far away. And he sounds like he's behind a curtain of their wings. And then suddenly, sunlight comes into the barn. She's on her knees, and she lowers her hand from her eyes, and the barn door slid open. Luke was in front of the door, and he's and Clay says, I touched the door, and it opened. His poor Clay's glasses were hanging off one ear. His hair was messed up. And he was just like, what were those? Were those bats? And they look up to the rafters. And there's no bats, no sign of bats anywhere. And she just climbs to her feet and is screaming to get out of there. And she never felt like the sunshine just felt so good to her when she got outside. But her skin was itchy from the bats. And she's like, I hate them. I hate them. And Luke's like, it was fake. There weren't any bats. And Clay is on Lizzie's side and is like, that was not fake. Those were bats. I could hear them. I felt them. And Luke's like, it's special effects. And she's still crying and like freaking out. And she's like, it wasn't special effects. One was in my hair. 
and she's just over it. And she wants to grab Luke by the throat and is like, I was hearing you screaming. It's not, you have to be scared too. But she's like, fine. I know it's not real. I have to get over it. But Clay wants to stop talking about it and find their parents. <clears throat> Clay's done. He wants to go home. Clay's- Luke, we're not friends anymore. More. <laughs> right. Talk to me when you see me in the hall. I'm going home. <laughs> so they start going toward the front gate. And Lizzie sees two people in costume on the path going the other way. And she tries to ask them if they're going the right way to the front gate. But they ignore her and walk past. The sun was beaming on them and the air had become hot with no breeze. And their sweat was dripping down her forehead. And she could still smell the aroma of the bat barn. And it felt like it was on her hands and her clothes. She saw four teenagers in bathing suits, two boys and two girls, going toward a grassy, going toward the grass by a brown pond. The sign there read, Alligator Pond. Feel feel free to swim here. And Luke's just laughing. Are those guys crazy? And they step into the water. Do you think there are really alligators in there? Clay asked. And she's like, I don't know. I don't know what to think anymore. And they go along the path. A few minutes later, they recognize they're in front of the doom slide and back into the plaza, which has basically deserted. Even the ice cream guy was gone. And she's wondering where their mom and dad are. And they've probably been looking for them for hours because they're probably really mad. And Clay is really stressed out. And he's like, we have to find them. We need to go. And Luke points to a man and a woman in the shade of the fountain. And she goes towards them and she's like, that's them. And she starts going toward them. She's like, mom, dad, mom, dad. And these people turn around and they're like, who are you? And they were not their mom and dad. (laughs) And they're hurrying across the plaza and she could hear the wolf howls again. And the ice cream cart had been deserted near the doomslide. Clay's whining now and he's like, where are they? I'm hungry. And and Luke agrees that he's hungry too. And they want to look for them in the shade because the sun was really hot. And then out of nowhere, two costume horrors come into view. Their eyes were bulging out. And they, up without thinking, they run up to them and ask, have you seen our parents? And they look back in surprise, your parents? And they're like, yeah, my mom has black hair. My dad's kind of short. And they're like, hmm, mom was wearing a sundress. Dad had a Chicago Cubs hat on. And the horrors are like, oh, yeah, they left about a half an hour ago. And Lizzie's mouth drops open. They asked me to give you a message. Message? Goodbye, the horror said. So their message was goodbye. <laughs> nice. They just got tired of looking. Y'all should have been <laughs> finding your parents. Like, they couldn't find you. Here's what happened. They couldn't find you. But they did find a bar. And they drank beverages, adult beverages, at the bar. And they realized that before kids, they were more in love. They were more free. Clearly, these children don't want to be a part of their family anymore. And then they were like, you know, okay, but let's not do anything rash. Let's have another adult beverage. And they did. And they talked about their trip to Cabo that one time. And they were like, you know, fuck this. 
And I would say they got in the car and left, but the car exploded. Exploded. So maybe they like found a hang glider and like jumped and and flew away together. Best story to the uh, the next highway where they hitchhiked. I love it. Just San Francisco. They're much happier now. You kids are going to an orphanage. I hope it was worth it. I love this. And that's how the book ends. Good night, everyone. Good night. But of course, they're all crying. You're wrong. They wouldn't have left us. And the horror just keeps repeating. About a half an hour ago, I was at the gate when they left. Lizzie's in disbelief and just kind of sputtering. Like, but, but... (laughs) And it were, I was picturing the little girl in Jurassic Park when she's like, they left us. They left us. That's what I was picturing this whole time. And they and Lizzie is chasing after them. And she's like, you made a mistake. Our parents wouldn't have left us. But they disappear into a shed and the door slams behind them. They're all just staring around blankly now. And she's like, and Lizzie's like, she was wrong. Mom and dad are still here. And Clay is nerd. Clay is like done. His bees of sweat are running down his face. He looks like he's going to puke. And Luke's like, I guess that means we have the whole park to ourselves. And he's forcing a smile. And Lizzie's like, we're very funny. We have no money. And we're about 300 miles from home. And Luke suggests they call someone. Uh, no phones. Oh, right. Luke is focused on food and he's like, let's go. I want to find them soon because I'm hungry. <laughs> She's such a difficult boy. Like, I mean, is there same, food involved? I would have been a snack by now. We are in a theme park. Find a soft pretzel. <laughs> find a pretzel. I love soft so pretzels. To- <laughs> My husband makes fun of me. He's like, that's not a meal. I'm like, I never get them anywhere. What a soft pretzel. <laughs> it is a meal. If you eat the one at Pim's in Disneyland, it's as big as a meal. It's so big. It's like ginormous. If you dip it in cheese, that's protein. All right? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So they're wandering through the park for what seems like hours. And they're going through dark, mysterious woods and monster villages. They go through a carnival area with more scary rides. They go past the vampire village, a building marked Monster Zoo. And it was closed, but they could hear the most terrifying howls and moans coming from inside. There was a long building that said, Guillotine Museum, please hold on to your head, which Luke wanted to go inside, but Clay and I, Clay and Lizzie talked him out of it. <laughs> Just leave Luke. And it was, Horrorland was really scary, was surprisingly empty. There was horror scurrying around the paths and a few families wandering around, and the kids were always crying. The carnival area were all running empty, and all the food stands and restaurants were empty too. They had walked to the other end of the park, and Lizzie was more and more worried. They hadn't run into their mom and dad, and they probably should have by now. Clay was very quiet, and he was really scared. Even at this point, Luke was trudging along with his head in his hand, head down. They finally find themselves back at the alligator pond, and she was feeling awful. So she crossed to the grassy shore and went to the edge of it. And Luke asked what they thought may have happened to the kids that went swimming there. And Lizzie just thought maybe the alligators ate them, but she wasn't really listening because she was thinking about her mom and dad. 
Then Clay points to the water, and there were two greenish-brown logs floating toward them on top of the water. And it took her a minute to realize those were the alligators, and they were huge. They were all standing at the water's edge, and the alligators floated very silently just below the surface of the water. And she kept repeating to herself, Mom and Dad wouldn't leave us. Mom and Dad wouldn't leave us. And, the, and Luke's like, we searched everywhere. They didn't leave without us. They would never leave. And she was thinking really hard, and her thoughts were all frightening. But if they're not in the park, it means something happened to them. So something bad must have happened to them. Maybe this place is evil. Maybe the horrors are somebody did something bad to mom and dad. And Luke just called her crazy. And she knew it was crazy, but she had no other explanation. She had a really bad feeling now. And as she thought that, strong hands gripped her from behind and pushed her into the pond. She screams. But then she realizes she's not being tossed into the water. Her, the hands were holding onto her. She spins around and it's her dad. She screams so excited. And he's like, where have you guys been? We've searched this entire park 12 times. And they're like, we were doing the same thing looking for you. And the horrors told us you left. And they're all talking at once. But they were so happy to see them and see each other. And Luke and Clay finally looked happy too. She had imagined all sorts of things, terrible things happening. And it wasn't like her to let her imagination run like that. But Horrorland was such a scary place. And it was impossible to not have those thoughts. And she said, I want to go home. And Clay asked if they found a phone or, or a car. And dad just said, nope, no phones. The guy in the monster costume didn't lie. And But mom chimed in that the horrors were very nice to them and told us not to worry about a thing. They said to come to the ticket booth when we're ready to leave. <clears throat> she asked Luke if they got to go on it. Right? People. Mom like, is just like, everything's great. I don't trust anyone think, to do their job mm -mm. correctly. Like, I just mm -hmm. assume that, like, I'm going to have to say something or do it for you <laughs> or, like, remind yeah. you. Of, you. And she's like, it's fine. They said it's fine, you guys. No car, <laughs> no phones. Don't know where my kids are, but they said it was fine, and they work here. So yeah. whatever drugs, whatever drugs she's on, I want them. That's all <laughs> no. I want. She's got a good prescription. Yeah, she's like, I'm good, guys. I don't know about you, but <laughs> Luke. They're talking. She asks if Luke went on any rides, and they all say they're super scary. And then Luke's back to food again. <laughs> like, I'm really hungry. And dad's like, I think we're all really hungry, but all the stuff's on the other side of the park. And then Lizzie said, can we eat lunch and leave? She wants to get away from Horrorland. And then their dad's like, we've spent all of our time searching for you. We haven't had any fun at all. And mom wants to go on one ride together before they leave. And Lizzie's like, I just want to go. And mom kind of scolds her and is like, that's not like you to be like a Debbie Downer like that. And Luke's like, she's scared. She's a chicken. And dad suggests that maybe there's a ride that will take them to the front of the park. We could, They could take it, have some lunch, and leave. Mom thought that sounded great. 
and Lizzie just gives in, but says the rides here are all too scary. They aren't fun. And Luke said, they're too scary for Lizzie, but not for Clay and me. And Clay confessed that he was a little scared in the bat barn. So they head away from the alligator pond back to the plaza and they hear a girl's high pitched shriek coming from somewhere. And it keeps repeating over and over and the wolf howls get louder and she hears a heat, the evil laughter again over and over. And mom and dad are kind of like happy now. And like, this place is like being in a horror movie. It's very clever. It's strange. Never heard of this place. Like mom and dad shit they should do. And mom's like, they should put some ads on TV. They have more people come here. And they pass by a tall, narrow building with a sign that read, free fall, the only bungee jump without a cord. And dad said, want to try that? Grinning at Lizzie. And she's like, fuck no, no, no. Luke was way ahead of them. And they all had to catch up. And he wants to go back on the damn doom slide again. And once again, Lizzie's like, they're not going to like it. Let's find something else. And dad asks if Clay was having a good time. And he just says a little. And if Luke's like, I'm having a great time. This is the best day of my life. And everyone wants to kill him. Or I do anyway. Yeah. So the path. Yeah. Where I'm overhead at this point. So the path is curving down a river now. And there's all these little insects all over the place. And they kind of look like diamonds in the sunlight. And there's a small boathouse that comes into view. And she could see what looked like canoes bobbing behind a deck. And the sign on the boathouse read, Coffin Cruise, a relaxing float to the grave. Mom said this might be fun. And dad thinks the river flows toward the front of the park. So this is what they choose to take. Luke's excited and goes running toward the dock. She, Lizzie lingers behind. And when she finally steps onto the dock, it took her a second to realize that the object in the water weren't canoes. They were coffins. They were made of black polished wood with the lids open. It had red satin interiors. And each coffin was big enough for one person. And she's sort of like, we're really going into our coffins. And mom said, they look comfy. The water is flat and gentle. It won't be a scary ride. Once again, whatever drugs their mom is on, I want them. Because she's I like, mean, this is great. To be fair, no I problems. enjoy like a boat ride, dark ride scenario. <laughs> but I don't know. But Depends a coffin, on the vehicle. <laughs> yeah. I love a boat ride. Put me on small roll any day of the week. But like my coffin, I don't know. I might be a little like, hmm. <laughs> as long as I don't have to lay down. If I had to lay down, that's I've given up too much control. I need to. Yeah. Like, I need to. I need to at least be in a sitting position. So, you do have to lay down because ah, two no. costume horrors come back, come to the side, and tell them lie back and enjoy the ride. And the other horror says, "It will be your last." They were all inside coffins. The horrors untie them and push them away from the dock. And Lizzie's having existential thoughts like, here I am, lying in my coffin. Here we all are. My entire family in our coffins. And the coffins are floating gently, bobbing in the water. And she stares up at the sky and the trees shimmering. And it was actually kind of pretty and relaxing. But she thought something terrible was about to happen. She was lying on her back. So she couldn't see the others over the side of the coffin. 
but she could hear the splashing of the others around her. And mom's like, this is nice, very relaxing. And Luke said it's boring and wants a scary part. And dad said, it's just a nice ride in the coffin. Do you think we're really floating or do you think we're on some kind of track? And mom insists she could float like this for hours. And Clay said, well, the rides here are pretty long. And Lizzie's shielding her eyes from the sun as dad points out what he thinks is a hawk in the sky. But it looks like a lot bigger than a hawk and she thinks it's a vulture. And Luke starts laughing. It sees the coffin and is waiting to eat our flesh. And mom's like, where did you get these awful ideas? And dad thinks Luke should live in Horrorland. They could get him one of those costumes and he'd fit right in. <clears throat> so she settles back into the coffin. Everyone's having a good time. She feels better with her family around. And she's staring up at the sky and everything kind of felt pleasant and quiet. But then before she could make a sound, the coffin lid slammed shut and she was trapped in total darkness. Exactly. Once again, no. And she could hear the dull thud of the other coffins all slamming shut. And she's like, let me out. And she's pushing against the lid with both hands, but it won't budge. And she's just taking deep breaths and pushing her hands, using her hands and feet, but the lid won't move. <clears throat> Open up. And she's screaming and it's getting hot and stuffy. She could hear poor Clay screaming his head off next to her. <clears throat> and she keeps telling herself she has to calm down. It's a stupid ride. The lid will open at any second. So she counts to 10. The lid doesn't stop open. And then she's like, okay, when I reach to 50, it'll open. And she's counting and counting. And it doesn't pop open. And she's pretty sure she's going to fry because there's no air and the sun is beating down on the lid and no sounds coming out as she tries to scream. She could hear muffled shouting outside and she's like, was that my mom? Is that my dad? Who was that? The lid won't open. And her, she's trying to force back her panic, but her entire body was shaking and she's sweating and she's convinced something has gone wrong because the lid is supposed to open. And the coffin was bobbing and rocking in the water. And she finally just lowers her hands into feet and sucks in hot, hot, stale air. And then her legs start to itch. And it was moving up her legs from her ankles, like a crawling feeling. Something nope. was crawling up her legs. It was small and prickly. And we know where this is going. And there were spiders. Oh, fuck you and your spiders. <laughs> You guys, this car, like, done. I was done before, but I'm extra done now. Like, this is not fun. Who enjoys this? I know. This nothing, this, nothing about this is fun. And she tried to scratch her legs, but her arms weren't long enough because of the position of the, where she is in the coffin. And the tingling is moving higher, and she wants to scream, but she can't. And then the lid pops open. Of course it does. And this is a breathing through your nose head. moment. Like, right. mm -hmm. if I do not breathe, I will legit pass yeah. out. She saw everyone else was already scrambling out of their coffins, and she noticed that there were no spiders or no bugs of any kind. The coffins were up against a small dock, and she got out, and, is and she's hearing poor Clay screaming, let's get out of here, and their mom shrieking. That was horrible. Luke didn't say anything. His face was pale and his hair was matted to his forehead. And their dad's going like, I'm going to complain. They went too far. 
and mom wants to just get the hell out of there. And so they scramble off the dock and they're trying to breathe the fresh air and they're just running toward the open plaza now. And they're like, going to take a booth. It's right there. And like dad thought, the coffin took them right to the front gate and they could see it and the row of ticket booths to the right. And Clay is like, that ride was so gross. They all felt the itchiness and they all thought it was ants or spiders. And Luke wonders how they did that. And Lizzie's like, I don't care. I hate this place. And Clay agreed. And their mom finally was like, it isn't any fun when a ride is that scary. I had trouble breathing. And they all said the same thing. Luke wants to know how they got, how they're going to get home. The car blew up. Yeah. Thank you, Luke. Right. And their mom is thinking they're going to lend us a car because they told us to go to the ticket booth. And Luke asks if they can stop and get pizza. And their mom's like, let's get out and then worry about pizza. And the, the plaza was empty. There was not another living person. So they go to the first ticket booth and the, their dad said it was closed. A metal gate had pulled over the window. And then he goes to the next one, also closed. And then the next one, closed. And all of the ticket booths were closed. And Luke just thinks that's weird. And mom's like, don't they expect any more visitors today? How can they just close? And dad said, we'll have to find someone. But there was no one in sight. No visitors, no horrors. So they start walking to a low green building that was beyond the booth. And it looked sort of like an office. But that was closed too. They were So Luke and Clay at this point are not speaking. They're freaking out. And they ask, and Lizzie's like, are these the right ticket booths? And dad, of course, is like, yeah, this is the front. And she suggests maybe they'll find someone in the parking lot, like a parking attendant or something, and they can tell them how to get home. And and their mom suggests it's a good idea. And they start going that direction. But then the tall metal gate said, no exit. No one leaves Horrorland alive. And Lizzie just laughs sarcastically and is like, these signs are so funny, aren't they? But they keep jogging and reach the rest of the gate first where the door actual opening was. And she pulls it and it won't open. Then she pushes it. It doesn't move. And she sees a heavy chain and a padlock on the gate. They were locked in. Hmm, Dad was weird. We couldn't the employees after all. I bet mom's still fine, though. God damn, what's she on? We gotta figure She's this right. out. We gotta figure this out. Dad is doesn't believe her. And she's like, we're locked in. And she lifts the padlock with both hands and lets it fall against the gate. Finally, mom is like, that's impossible. They can't lock people inside an amusement park. Luke thinks it's another joke. And she lifts the padlock again. Doesn't look like a joke, Luke. And mom thinks there has to be another gate where they want us to exit. Maybe there's a side exit, but no one has seen one. Clay was whining. His face was red and he was having trouble breathing. They have to let us leave. They have to. Dad wants everyone to stay calm. It's a strange place, but they're not in any real danger. And mom insisted that he was right. They'll be out of here and on their way in no time. But she does force a (laughs) smile. And dad promises they'll buy them pizza and soda as soon as we're out. And we'll have a good laugh about their terrifying adventure today. But of course, Luke's like, how how do we get out? And Lizzie suggests they climb the fence. But it was 
way too tall. It was probably 20 feet tall. So nobody could climb it. But she's like, maybe <laughs> I want to try anything at this point. Suddenly, a cloud went over the sun, and their shadows grew longer, and the air got colder. And she's just angry now, and she's pulling at the padlock and slamming it against the bars of the gate. And Dad just wants them to find a park worker. They'll have to explain how to get out. Then Dad grabs, then Luke grabs Dad's arm and is like, uh, here they come. And they all turn around, and there were dozens of horrors crossing the plaza. They were moving in a steady rhythm and silent. Just a second before, the plaza was empty. Now it was filled with the costume horrors marching toward them, preparing to surround them. Lizzie could feel the panic rise up from her stomach and she began to shake. And she stared at them and couldn't speak and couldn't move. Clay slipped behind Dad and was crying. And they huddled together as the horrors marched toward them. The only sound was the soft thud of their monster feet and their long purple tails on the ground. There were at least hundreds of them. At this point, they had fallen all the way back and had their backs against the iron fence, and they stared helplessly at the grinning faces with the bulging eyes who all appeared to be laughing at them. They stopped just a few feet in front of them. The plaza was still and silent. The sun was still behind the cloud, and the two large blackbirds swooped low in the sky. They stared at the horrors, and they stared back. She swallowed hard and leaned against her mom, then took a deep breath and cried out, What do you want? One of the horrors, who was a young woman, stepped forward. Lizzie tried to step back, but she was already against the fence. What do you want? And the horrors stared at, at them one by one, and she said, I want to thank you. I'm the Horrorland MC. We all want to thank you for being our guest today. And Luke demands, do you mean we can go? And the horror says back, of course. But we all want to thank you for appearing on Horrorland's hidden camera. The horrors behind her all broke into applause and cheers. Dad was frowning. Is this some kind of show? And she, the MC points out two tall poles in the plaza where there were two TV cameras. And Luke kind of gets excited. You mean we were on TV? And the MC said, since the moment you arrived, the hidden cameras followed them everywhere. From the scene where they blew up the car, the cameras were tracking them and knew their home audience loved the terrified expression on their faces, and all of their horrified screams as they took the Horrorland ride. The horror said, we're on every weekend on the Monster Channel. And Dad lowered his eyes. Oh, we don't have cable. <laughs> That's my favorite part. He's just like, oh, we don't have cable. And the horror said, you should get it. You're missing a lot of great scary shows on the Monster Channel. And the MC said they've been really good sports and they've enjoyed having them. And to show their appreciation, we have a brand new car waiting for you in the parking lot. And the horrors cheer and applaud. Luke's excited now about a new car. And Clay's just like, does this mean we can leave? 
And the horror said, yep, time for you to leave. The real exit's over there through that door. And she points to a tall green building with a yellow door on the side. Take the yellow door. And thanks again for appearing on Horrorland Hidden Camera. All of the horrors clap their hands and they can still hear them cheering. And mom's like, I can't believe we were on TV this whole time and we're getting a new car. And they're all and Luke's jumping up and down. And they all kind of start to laugh because they were all kind of happy to see Luke back in a good mood. Everybody seemed to be in a better mood. And now Luke's on the whole, got to get cable. The monster channel has to be awesome. Satellite channels? <laughs> Remember people had the giant satellite dish got like a yes. thousand channels? Thousand channels. It's the size of a trampoline, you guys. Look it up. <laughs> So mom being mom is like, we have to order it so we can see ourselves. And they get to the yellow door and pull it open and they go into a big room with white walls and bright white lights. And Lizzie's like, is this the exit? And once they got inside, the door slammed shut. Then the lights went out. Welcome to the Horror Land Challenge was a deep, brightening voice over a loudspeaker. You have one minute to go through the monster obstacle course. Please keep in mind that the games are now over. This is real and you're playing for your life. So it's a game within a game within a game. <laughs> yes, it is the inception. Or what's it? Dad inception. Inception, yeah. Game seven. Is that what it is? Okay. What? The movie where it's like a dream and a dream and a dream. Oh, yeah. Inception. It was Inception. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Just Inception. Mm-hmm. So dad, of course, is now like so mad and he just screams, let's get out of here and starts to run. And then the booming voice says, run. You have 56 seconds. They start to run. A dim light comes up and a disgusting four armed creature is in front of them. It was the size of a gorilla and had huge green eyes with thick fur and saliva coming out of its mouth and it has two rows of long flint fangs. And the voice keeps booming, you don't just stand there, this is an obstacle course. You have 50 seconds to live, at least make a good race. And the monster growls and lumbers toward them and its four enormous hands swipe at the air. And Lizzie's pretty much too stunned to move. But then she feels somebody grab her hand and tug her. It was dad trying to pull her to safety. The boys were screaming. Mom was running beside her. And the voice on the loudspeaker is still just insisting, run, run. And it was urging them over the shrieks of everybody. They couldn't see where they were running. The light was dim. And there was everything was a blur. Blurring feet, blurring shadows. The monster roared. And she covered her ears and keeps running. They hurtle past it. And then they come upon two giant birds. At least 10 feet tall, they look like cranes. They squeak and flap their enormous wings, and when they flap, it sounded like canvas tents in the wind. And it almost feels like one is going to grab her and struck, you know, smother her, but somehow she gets away. Then she was being chased by six growling pig-like creatures with sharp pointed teeth, and their screams and terrified shrieks of her family were rising above all the monster growls and sounds. 
in the dim light, she sees her dad struggling to free herself from the four-armed creature. And then something warm wraps around her ankle and it feels like a snake. She screams again and kicks it and sends it into the darkness. But before she could get further away, there was another furry snake around her leg, hissing, and she throws it aside. 20 seconds to live, the loudspeaker booms. More monsters were in front of them, yellow lizard creatures, a furry ball that roared as it topped and its sharp teeth poking out of their out of its three mouths. Hissing snakes, buzzing insects with red eyes, more pig monsters, then a giant bear-like creature came at them on two legs. It tossed its head back and laughed like a hyena. Then she hears Luke crying for help, and she sees him disappear inside the beating wings of one of the birds. The bird was cawing in triumph. Ten seconds! and Lizzie is screaming for Luke. Then Luke slides out somehow and they start to run. She's dizzy and she's hurt and she starts to think she's not going to make it. They're not going to make it. And looks up just in time to see an enormous elephant-like creature about to flatten them with a furry back foot. The enormous foot lowered over them as if the monster was taking its time. It all was happening in slow motion. She wanted to move and roll away. But the fall she took before, before had taken her breath away, and she was laying there gasping. She couldn't catch her breath or squirm away. She could feel the heat of the monster foot and smell its putrid sweat. The foot pressed down on her stomach, and she shut her eyes and waited for pain. Then, the, then a buzzer sound made her eyes shoot open. The monster raised its heavy foot from her body, and the floor shook under its weight. And she wondered if she was alive. Was she dreaming she was still alive? Is there really a is really Lee without a crushing me? And the buzzer kept going off in her ear and crackled on. The loudspeaker came on. Time's up. It was the voice of the Horrorland MC. Time is up. What a thrilling race. Lizzie groans and pulls herself up, and all of the monsters had vanished. That was a tough battle, the MC said. Do we have any survivors? Yes, we do, a booming voice replied. Three. Three survivors out of five. A chill ran down her body, and she said, and she was starting to think, three out of five? Did that mean two of them were dead? Her chest ached, her knees were trembling. She was searching desperately for the rest of her family. Halfway across the room, she saw Luke and Clay, who were huddled together. And she tried to call to them, but her voice only came out in a whisper. Where were mom and dad? Were they both killed out of monsters? Suddenly she finds her voice and lets out a horrified wail that echoes off the walls. Oh, excuse me, the loudspeaker boomed. Make that five out of five. Five out of five, the horror lamps MC chimed in. A new record. We've never had a perfect score. Let's give them a round of applause. So Lizzie thought happily, mom and dad are okay. Then she saw them. They had their arms around Luke and Clay and were making their way toward her. Then she starts rushing to them, just screaming, we're okay, we're okay. And they all huddled together in the dark room, hugging each other and crying. Dad's arm was bleeding because one of the monsters had clawed him. But aside from that, they were all not hurt. Luke said, asked if they were going to let them go. And dad insists they can't get away with this. They can't do this to people and get away with it. I don't care if it's TV. 
Lizzie is, is sure the monsters weren't fake and that they were really trying to kill them. They all were talking at once, their voices high and frightened. Then the ceiling lights come on, flooding the room with bright light, and the MC's voice breaks their conversation. Let's bring our winners out with a round of applause. The floor begins to tilt, and they start sliding down like a sliding board. They slide out of the room and land in the plaza outside. Lizzie jumps to her feet, and the Horrorland MC greets them, and the crowd of horrors were back clapping and cheering. You can't do this to us, she shrieked. She was so angry, she didn't know what she was doing. She was just freaking out. So she leaps at the woman, grabs the top of her mask, and starts to pull it off with both hands. You can't do this. Let me see your face. Let me see who you are. She uses all her strength to give the mask a tug. And let, then she lets go as she realizes the truth. She wasn't wearing a mask. The monstrous green face was her face. She wasn't wearing a monster costume. None of the horrors were wearing costumes. She raised her hands trying to shield herself. And they nodded back at her as she realized, you're really monsters. You're all monsters, but you said this was a TV show. And the MC says, we're happy to say it's the top rated show on the Monster Channel. Thanks to great contestants like you and your family, the Monster Channel is watched by nearly 2 million monsters all over the world. People don't take us seriously. They come to Horrorland and think it's a big joke and laugh at all the signs and rise at attractions, but it's all very serious to us. Dad steps up beside her and shakes his fist. You can't do this to innocent people. You can't bring people into this park and torture them. And the MC interrupts, shaking her head. I'm sad to say it's time to say goodbye to our special guests for this week. Dad shouts again, but the horrors push forward and they have to move with them. Let me show you people the way we say goodbye on Horrorland Hidden Camera. Dad tried to hold back and resist, but the horrors kept bumping against them, kind of just pushing them forward to what appeared to be a purple pond just beyond the plaza. And they couldn't fight back and they couldn't run because they were surrounded. They were herding them like cattle and they were standing at the edge of the pond. A foul smell rose up from it and the liquid bubbled and gurgled, making a sick sound. Luke was crying, we want to go home. The Horrorland MC was ignoring them and stepped to the edge. Saying goodbye is always sad, so we try to have a little fun with our farewells. They all stare at her, and she raised a rock in one hand and holds it over the pond. Watch, and she smiles. She lets the rock drop into the pond. As soon as it touched the thick surface, it was pulled down with a sucking sound. See how easy it is to say goodbye? Now, will you jump in or do you want to be pushed? The horrors begin moving in on them, closer and closer. Clay trips over her foot and nearly falls into the pond, but she grabs him and holds on to him for balance. They were all standing at the edge of the pit. The sour odor was making them sick. The purple slime was lapping at her ankles, trying out as if it was reaching out to grab her. She cried for her mom and dad, but didn't know what to expect them to do. They were all helpless, and they weren't going to escape this time. Without realizing it, they were all holding hands. Will you jump in, or do you want to be pushed? I'm sorry. I'm sorry I brought you here, Dad said. I didn't know. 
And they all said, it's not your fault. And then Lizzie got an idea, a stupid idea, a really crazy idea, but she had to try it. People laugh at everything in the park, the Horrorland told them, but it's very serious. She stood in front of Lizzie now, waiting to jump to their death. And she knew it was her last chance. She had to try it. She stepped up to the MC, reached out, and pinched her arm as hard as she could. Her mouth opened and she let out a gasp. She tried to pull her arm away, but she held on and pinched harder. The mad pincher strikes again, she shouts. Her yellow eyes rolled around crazy. No, that she pinches harder and harder. And then she's the one to cry out loud whoosh, and she leaped back. As the air rushed from her mouth, she appeared to deflate like a balloon. She gasped in amazement as she folded helplessly to the ground. An angry cry rose up from the horrors. Inflate her! Inflate her immediately! They began moving in on us, growling and pinching. Pinch them, she shouts to her family. Pinch them. The no pinching signs we thought were so stupid, they were serious. The horrors deflate. If they're pinched, a horror steps up, arms outstretched, and she pinches his arm. And a few seconds later, he deflates. Then Luke deflates them. Then another and another. And that's all it took. The alarmed horrors turned and ran. They scattered through the park and screamed. They took a long, deep breath and happily watched them flee. I always come through in a pinch, she said, making amazing herself by making a joke. No one else in her family heard her as they were shouting for joy, hugging each other and jumping up and down. Let's get out of here. And they run toward the gate. The gate was open now. She guessed the horrors had opened it, figuring the only place we were heading, they were heading was the bottom of the purple pond. Without looking back, they ran out of the parking lot, but stopped. No car. In all the excitement, they forgot about the car. She lets out a sigh, and she felt like she was deflating like one of the horrors. Now what? It's too far to walk, Luke cried. How do we get out? Mom points to the buses. They glowed under the bright sun. Maybe we can start one and get away from here. They start jogging over over the pavement and crossing their fingers. Maybe they leave keys in them. It's their only chance. Luke shouted that they're coming. Sure enough, the horrors were pouring out of the park, chasing after them and screaming to give up. You cannot escape. No one ever escapes. The horrors were close behind, shouting and threatening. They ran full speed toward the bus. The angry cries of the horrors were even closer, but they didn't turn back to see if they were coming. The door to the first bus was open. They got in and scrambled inside. They Luckily, the keys were in the ignition. The engine coughed then started up with a roar. They lowered his foot on the fiasco pedal and the bus shot forward. They're coming, they're coming. They could hear the shouts of the horrors through the closed bus windows. But dad's insisting that we're okay, we're out of here, we're in the car. They all shouted happily and they were cheering and cheering until they were out of the parking lot and back on the highway. They laughed and celebrated all the way home. The drive took hours and hours, but they didn't care. They were safe and they had escaped. It was nighttime by the dad by the time dad pulled up to their house and they were home sweet home. They took a deep breath and stretched. The air smelled so sweet and a full moon made the front lawn shine. 
Then Lizzie saw him. It was a horror. And he was clinging to the back of the bus. Yeah, but where are you going to park a bus? The HOA is going to be pissed. <laughs> I know. That's a, that's a problem for tomorrow after they're home. Do you know how much that's going to cost to tag? <laughs> Dad asked, demanded what to know what it was doing there. And the horror let go of the bus and slid to the ground. Clay and Luke were hiding behind Dad. Mom's mouth was open. What do you want? Lizzie cried. He reached out a green hand. Here, he said. We forgot to give you your free passes for next year. And that's the end. <laughs> oh, brother. <laughs> I remember this being better. Although... <laughs> I'm sure, like, it, it, I, the transported part of it is, like, the rides and, the, like, all the, you know, all the things. Mm-hmm. So, yeah. Cool. <laughs> I think it's still one of the best ones. It's cheesy, but, like, like the pinching part is cheesy, but it's, I think it's the atmosphere. They you know, like, I want to go to a theme park. Yeah, they had me till pinching. Yeah. Yeah, the pinching pinching was silly. (laughs) Pinching does hurt. Pinching's not fun, (laughs) right? Right. So I know. So I think, I think in other ones they talk about some of the other rides, which is kind of fun. Like they explore the other places because there's so many parts of the park they mentioned but didn't obviously go to. So it's like, uh, what is that that movie from the '80s with Arnold Schwarzenegger where it's like. It's a it's a TV show, but oh, the Running they're Man trying to kill him. Running Man, yeah, that's kind of mm-hmm. that's where I got Running Man. The vibes ending there. Yeah, was very similar to that. Mm-hmm. The ending was like that. Uh huh. Yeah. Yeah, and like, were they were the monsters real anywhere? We don't know. Like that's that's remains to be seen, right? So. Right. Right. No, but I, I liked it. Yes. Yeah, there was very like a lot of psychological aspects of of mm-hmm. uh, yeah more so than I than I thought there would be. Mm-hmm. It was, yeah, good. it was more psychological scares than like jump scares. Yeah, mm-hmm. right, 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 right. Yeah, cool. Um, cool. Yeah, I don't think we need to get too far into the analysis because this one's running long, anyways. I know. So, Sorry. No, no worries. Uh, you didn't write it. Um, <laughs> So, yeah, I can't remember what I was going to talk about at the end of the show. Not that important. It's the uh, end. Yeah. Um, we had some end. we had a nice review. Portland apparently loves us. Yes, and that's a, a shout out to Portland. For some reason, we're getting like a ton of downloads out of Portland. We don't know anybody in Portland, but I guess we're all homies cuz somebody there is listening to our show over and over and over uh which you know be more like portland that's that's how i'm gonna sign off for this episode (laughs) i'm just gonna say everybody should be more like portland portland yes thanks everyone good night happy halloween happy halloween good night (laughs) good night